We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is October 26, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia, the night of opening night. Luke, what are we doing? It is after midnight. It is almost 1 a.m. we're recording right now. Yeah, not often do we, you and I never go to games on nights that we record because of this reason. The only time this happens is West Coast road trips if it falls on a Sunday or Wednesday night when we record. But instead, Jonathan... You and I tonight sit side by side in good old Amway and get to just see our boys just give the Houston Rockets the work. Those they didn't know it hit them. They didn't know. It was it, it was incredible. It really was. I'm gonna let you all know right now. If you came for analysis, I don't know how much we're gonna give you on that end. If you came for the vibes. Boy, oh boy, do we have the vibes for you tonight. can handle that, yeah. We'll, we'll talk you know, in greater detail about this game in, in just a little bit, but a massive 116-86 to win at home. The season opener, the home opener for the Orlando Magic, and the biggest win in opening night history for the Orlando Magic. Just from the beginning of this game, getting to Amway, getting to your seat, the all of the pregame festivities, the pregame intros, Richard and Hito being there, just like the vibes were at an all-time high from the very jump in this game, Luke. Before we get deeply into the game, why don't you uh, give us a quick word from our our friends over at Jam Hot Chicken? Jonathan, I'm glad you asked. Jam Hot Chicken's proudly serving the city beautiful, and they're bringing jams culture and hot chicken to the heart of winter park number four on yelp's top florida restaurants of 2023 located at 400 west new england avenue suite 13 in hannibal square you guys can follow them find them on all social media at jam hot chicken go check them out go to the actual restaurant let them know the six-man show sent you and man we all we hear is good things about this place 
whether it's us going, whether it's our listeners going, not heard a single bad thing about this place. And I think people would tell us if there was something bad about this place, man, they, everyone loves it. And you went there today on the way, on the way to Orlando to Amway and, and ran into a listener there as well. My second time there in two weeks, both times I've run into listeners of the show. So that we're doing something right. You know, we're, we're, we're getting people there. And another rave review, they said, you guys did not overhype this. This is fantastic. This guy has been to Nashville and gone to like Hattie B's. And he said, mm. this is like right up there with Hattie B's. So Jam Hot Chicken, make sure you go ahead and, and check it out there. If you're watching these Magic games like the rest of us and you want a place to talk about the games immediately after the game, make sure you're tuning into our YouTube channel to the post game live presented by Rockham. Our boy producer Kevin is bringing most of those immediately after every single Magic game. And then, I don't know if we want to talk about this right now, but the Six Fan Show tonight outside of Amway immediately after the game. Electric. All-time vibes, like just great energy. It was so much fun. So we're, we're doing this. We're, we really got it. It's like a European soccer thing for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, but our boy Ben is going to be outside. Like We're trying to do 20 games this year where fans can be out there and give their takes, give their opinions, celebrate, rant, whatever they want to do, talk about this team. Like we're trying to give you all a platform to be able to do that. So uh, we'll be announcing those games as we go along. I think the next is going to be uh, November 6th uh, when we're taking on the uh, Dallas Mavericks. So if you're going to be at that game, on the way outside, you'll see Ben with his ring light, with the camera, the microphone, and everything like that. So make sure that you stop by for those. Those have just been a ton of fun. Luke, one last thing before we get into the game. We talked on Monday's episode. That was the deadline for Cole, for Chuma to sign their extensions. Chuma did not sign an extension. We didn't see the, the Cole extension coming, especially at the price that we got it. Three-year, $39 million. It comes out to $13 million a year. I mean, it's only one game into the season. We'll talk about how great Cole was tonight. But this just, from the, the moment that Woj announced it, it seemed like a steal. I couldn't believe that, one, they were able to get a deal done, and two, it, it was at such a team-friendly price with the third year being a team, team option, Luke. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe, that's the part that, well, I couldn't believe all of it, to be honest with you. But... Uh, and we won't spend too much time talking about this because we know you guys are, are here to listen to us react about this game and being in the arena for it. But Cole was a, a huge part of that win, like you said. And the contracts, like, I, we didn't think the number was going to be that low. We had projected pretty much anywhere between like 18 to 20, 17 to 20, something like that. And then comes down to it, Weltman gets the job done and it, it's it's what I, I mean what i put on on x i said this is just a testament to how much these players have bought into this team and maybe part of it came into like cole's agents realizing that for an undersized guard this is the market for an undersized guard that you know was believed to be a liability defensively and we could talk about that as well and how that's not true with the game tonight so every bit earned his contract uh the magic got away with the steal for sure but again a testament to how much he loves this city and he said he hopes he plays here forever 
really spoke highly about Orlando, which doesn't come as a surprise. Jeff Weltman, once again, he's going into contract negotiations with these agents and he's putting on a ski mask. Whatever this guy has to do, I don't know how the heck he is doing it. Jeff, buddy, old pal, if you're watching, if you're listening, you just keep doing what you're doing because you are doing it right, my friend. <laughs> Getting these great players on bargain deals and continuing to you know retain the talent that we have as we continue to you know, build this team around Powell and Franz. Just well freaking done, sir. Like just absolutely fantastic job. All right. Enough is enough. Let's talk about this game, man. I talked about it from the moment that you stepped into the building. We we tweeted this or we X'd it, whatever. This was not quite a playoff atmosphere. You and I were both in the building, 2019, game three versus the Toronto Raptors. That was the coolest like atmosphere I've ever been a part of at, at a game. Now, this game ended up being infinitely more fun than that game. True. But I would say like the intensity was probably like 85 to 90% of that of a playoff game. It wasn't quite there. But man, if it wasn't close, everybody was like in their seats at tip off. Everybody was on their feet to start the game. Everybody was cheering. Like they they do like the the player intros, which they did a little bit different. Well, they started to do it a little bit different in the, the last couple of years where they'll introduce one player at one side of the court and then the other, and they just sort of go back and forth. I think they utilize like, the like three oh three two one hype crew and like you know um the other dance squad that I, I don't remember the name of it but basically like setting up like mobs of like magic fans behind the players during the intros and it just made for this like really cool like vibe and effect and the Orlando Magic theme song that has been remixed by AO the producer like it was just really really dope and then Rashard and Hito coming out of nowhere I lost my mind I wasn't expecting that whatsoever like those guys wearing the um, the Jeff Hamilton jackets and like addressing the crowd and getting everybody hyped for like the 35th anniversary season. Like th- this game from even before the tip was so much fun. Yeah, and production team killed it. I'll give a shout out to uh, Caleb Pardick who does a lot of the in-house, like oversees a lot of the in-house stuff, um, is in the control room during the game. He, uh, I-, I texted him, just I think I just said good luck with the show and all of that. And uh and he texted me after the intros and he said, What'd you think? And uh dude, just it was incredible. And I, I think that what I appreciated was like the ability and the willingness to to change what they were doing, like just say that maybe this didn't work in the past or whatever. Last year they had you like on the app on the phone with your flashlight out and it was like synchronized and all that. This year they just went with bracelets on every seat i'm sure it's much more expensive that way but to go all out for the home opener you have to do something like that and was done to perfection they were very interactive the bracelets and lighting up when the team scored just throughout the game kept it like part of part of the night instead of it just being a one and done thing so they did great from from the concepts to execution production was was next level tonight well let's talk about the game I mean, from from the jump, uh, the Magic were really all over the Rockets. Jalen Suggs hits the first you know, basket, the first three. They're sort of you know, going back and forth. Houston takes the lead 
in the first quarter for all of like a minute 40 seconds before the Magic get it back. And you heard us at the top of the show, 116-86. Second half of this game was not particularly close. Once the Magic got the lead early in the, you know, back, once they got the lead back early in the first quarter, just never looked back in this game. I mean, Franz gets you going in the first quarter, 11 points, starts like three of three from behind the arc, just like offensively got this team going in the right direction, outscoring the Houston Rockets 29 to 20 in the first quarter. And the second quarter, it was really the Cole Anthony show. Cole Anthony, eight points, four of five, uh, added three three rebounds, one assist in that second quarter. And like the bench unit in years past, I know we're going to talk sort of like high level about this team, just what tonight means and, and maybe what it doesn't mean. But it's been so long since we've had a reliable bench unit that if the starters are playing well, bench can come in and just sort of keep things going or in this game, like really extended the lead and the magic have a, a nice little uh, a nice little lead going into into halftime uh what was it i have that here it was uh, 54 to 43 at half and you're you're feeling pretty good about things fred van vliet by the way the uh you know 40 million dollar a year man for them was uh what was it three points in the first half got things going a little bit in that third quarter hitting some threes uh, which really closed the gap for the Magic before, again, second unit came in, Cole Anthony, Jonathan Isaac just took over and put this game away, Luke. And that's when the crowd really got going. Like that, the sequence from from Jonathan Isaac where he had like the like the tip slam that he was like pushing the back from Dylan Brooks, who's such a loser, by the way, and one makes the free throw uh, and then has a, a fast break layup from Cole has the massive block on Jalen Green to end the third quarter, like standing over him. That was genuinely the loudest I have heard that building in a long time, like 2019 included, like that, that, like that playoff series included. Sometimes I have to remind myself that like social media isn't a real place and opinions that you see reflected there aren't always the opinions of like, actual people because like mm. if you're on social media the last couple of years you think just everybody hates jonathan isaac right and i've gotten into people you know gotten into it with people on social media whatever tonight anytime the kid did anything whether he came into the game if he left the game if he made a play like standing ovation after standing ovation and I don't know if there's anybody more deserving after everything that, that this kid has gone through. And it's just one game, right? But man, if that wasn't so much fun in that freaking third quarter with this team playing as well as they were. Jonathan Isaac in this one finishes with 11 points and four rebounds, four of six from the field. He hits a three as well, two of three from the free throw line. The biggest thing to me was just the confidence that, that he played with in this game. He gets the block, obviously, on Jalen Green that we've all probably watched 45 times by now. Which I, wish there was, I guess wasn't a block. Right. They didn't, they didn't count it as such. But if you watch the baseline video, even like from the baseline, the first like frame where J.I. is going up, you can tell that he at least gets a piece of the side of the ball enough to 
like you said, he the way he was flexing, you definitely know that he thinks, and he probably did get a piece of this. But anyway, bodies Jalen Green. He said it in his presser. I saw Jalen Green coming, and I said, I'm either he's going to dunk on me or I'm going to block it, but I'm going up regardless and just going to give it everything I have on this play. And he absolutely did. My favorite part of the whole thing, as was probably everybody else's, was him blocking this, standing over Jalen Green, and just flexing, just just rolling up his shoulders and flexing on Jalen Green. It's not like J.I. to do that. No, and it was different. And I love it. And I, I think that he's just got that that confidence now. And while this game maybe doesn't mean a ton for the outlook, like this doesn't necessarily speak to his future and how he's going to play in the future, but it is a good indicator and it's not nothing. And it's also more than anything, a huge confidence boost to a guy that's played 11 games in the past few seasons. He needs any moment like that to just get him going, reassure himself, and and just understand that the fans have his back. Social media is a toxic, toxic place. I don't know how much J.I. actually pays attention to what's being said, but he he's not blind to it, that's for sure. And so for him to receive those ovations, I mean, they asked him about it in the presser as well, just about the you know fans and the interaction raved about that about he could feel the you know feel the shift and the momentum on that run jamal mosley was also like he went out of his way at the beginning of his press conference to say the fans and tonight's game like made a difference we could feel it and he even circled back to it later on kind of an unrelated question and was like i'm sorry i bring it up again but like you know the fans just really played a huge part this is the role that fans have. They're there to be the hype men for their team in big moments to give them even more confidence to kind of mark the moment. Jonathan Isaac is never going to forget that block, not just because of what ensued on the court, but because of the eruption of all the Magic fans who I'm getting chills talking about it. I am. I'm Maybe. getting like low-key getting the, emotional. The, the fans behind him, man, like this dude has such a promising future. Um, and I'm I'm so proud of him, to be honest with you. And I I can't wait to see how the season plays out. You and I were in the building last year against the Celtics in the home opener, mm-hmm. and we raved about that crowd. Yeah. That crowd could not hold a candle to the crowd tonight. Mm-hmm. Like Magic fans, you guys absolutely freaking brought it. And yeah. this is the excitement that we've been talking about all off season and to see it like manifest in that crowd and that game tonight. Like to me, that's one of the most exciting things. Like Kevin talked about it in the post game live, like every couple of years, it feels like we've hyped up this team, you know, whether it was like the, uh, like the Serge Ibaka, Bismack <laughs> Biombo, you know, Mario Hazonia, like Orlando team, like, Oh, we're going to make the playoffs whether it was like the 2019, 2020 team, like, you know, oh, we're running it back. Like we're coming back off of the playoffs. You know, we ended the year, you know, what was it? You know, 22 and nine over the last 31 games. Mm -hmm. We're going to pick off, pick back up like right where we ended and have been disappointed again and again and again. So after hyping up this team for the past six plus months, 
and like, okay, here we go. We're, we're going to see, you know, how wrong we are yet again. And like, just Houston is not a great team. Like it's, they're just figuring things out. A bunch of new players on that team, you know, they got rookies and so on and so forth. But to beat an NBA team by 30 points when you've been hyping yourself up all offseason and everybody's talking about the expectations, like this became a, a one point game midway through the third quarter. Fred Van Vliet, like their whole team started hitting threes. I mean, for the game, let's see, for the game, they end up shooting 12 for 34. So it was, you know, 35%. A lot of that came, you know, late in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. For like the first half plus of this game, they were shooting close to 50% from three. And that was really the difference in the game because the Magic were doing all the right things. There were some turnovers, but crushed Houston on the glass tonight. Ended up with a, what was it, 56 to 31 rebounding advantage. But the three-point shot is for the most part what kept Houston in the game for the first two and a half quarters. And it was like, okay, is this team going to crumble like we've seen them do in years past if they have a big lead and then give it up? But no, they go on a, a big run, you know, capped off by that uh, Jonathan Isaac, you know, block or whatever you want to call it, you know, at the end of the, the third quarter there, and then just blow the doors off them in the fourth quarter. And then the third unit comes in and even builds on the lead that we already had. But to your point about J.I., one, I'm never going to forget that block as long as I live. I'll never forget that play. Because where we were sitting, we had like the perfect look at the block and like the perfect angle of his reaction. And mm-hmm. seeing him like roll his shoulders up and like sort of stand over Jalen Green, I was like, yo, <laughs> this is different. And you could tell that that block and that sequence of moments and the way that he and Cole in that second unit were able to impact this game like that's like four years of fight and frustration and resilience and like wondering if you're ever going to be that guy again. And he was asking the presser, like, was that your like on back moment? And he's like, yeah, like it, it was. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, you know, he most likely was on a minutes restriction. We saw him play a really big stretch in that first half. He played eight and a half minutes in the first half, played five and a half minutes in the second half for a total of 14 minutes, nine seconds. So still playing on the minutes restriction, but when we saw him play that long stretch in the first half and then come out and then didn't come in with the second unit, like right away in the second half, you're like, oh no, are we really going to do this where he plays a big stretch in the first half and then doesn't play the second half at all? But then we got to see him like come back and, and check in there's so much that we can talk about in this game. Like, where do we want to go next? Do we like, we want to talk about the starters. I, I mean, I, I would love to, there's a, a lot of things, like you said, we'd like to talk about in total, but Franz Wagner, him, the, the man, the man on the court looked like his thinking was, I'm the best player on this court. And there's nothing that any of you guys can do to stop me. Incredible. What, 11 points in that first quarter in nine minutes. Um, 11 points, three of five from the field, three of four from three. I was in the first half. I was like taking, uh, I was taking notes as the game was happening. 
And I put in one of my notes, I put four or six from three in the first five minutes as a team, not a front specific stat. But then my next line that I put, it was just all caps fronds with about seven exclamation points. That was after he hit, you know, his other, his final three, I believe is what it would be. But man, he was so, so impressive. Just, yeah. I mean, he's the fronds that we know that, that he is and what he can do. We know what he can do. And when he asserts himself to be the guy, he can do it. And that's just what we saw tonight. He was awesome. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Let's um, I think because we're going to take a break here in, in a couple of minutes. I think, is there anything else that we really want to talk about from like a, a team specific standpoint, like, um, like turnovers, right? 14 to Houston's 18. So especially in the first half, like there was a lot of turnovers. I think we had turnovers 16 turnovers unless NBA.com's got them different. I know NBA.com does have it a little bit different. They have it at eight turnovers in the first half. So eight in the first and then six in the, you know, in the, the second oh, half. Okay, so they do I'll take that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there are some things that we want to clean up. You know, I, I think the, the shot selection, especially in the first half, magic six of 18 from three in the first mm-hmm. half, not exactly ideal. Three of sixteen in the in the second half, uh, good for nine of thirty four on the night. Franz with three of seven of those, twenty six and a half percent. Like is is really not going to cut it. When Houston was making that run in the third, I was a, a little bit concerned because I was like, we're they're making threes and we're making twos, and eventually, like that's how they're going to close the gap. So this team absolutely has to has to shoot the ball better. But man, when you have a, a 25 rebound advantage on a team and you're shooting 48% from the floor, this team had 16 offensive rebounds tonight. It, it, it's just too much for any team to overcome. You know, it's the Rock if it's, if it's the Celtics or, or whoever. Mm-hmm. Like this was just a night for the most part, like outside of the three point shooting, the Magic yeah. really were, were not doing much wrong. Well, you hear often with when it comes to football when people talk about defense you hear them talking about like the defense was just flying around right you hear that used a lot this offense was just flying around when it came to the offensive glass i'm going to go down real quick jonathan as far as like offensive rebounds from a team standpoint for like individually right franz has two offensive rebounds dell has four bolts has three suggs gets one J.I. gets one, Goga gets one, Cole Anthony gets one, Gary Harris gets three. Like going down the list, 
these guys were awesome. A lot of them getting a lot of these players, and you and I, this is something you brought up, was how many players were in double digits, and we had six with a couple not far behind. And then the other thing that the team did super well tonight was getting to the free throw line, but not just getting to the free throw line. Unlike Houston, they were making their free throws tonight. Houston goes uh, 10 of 16 for 62%, 62 62.5% from the line. The Magic, 23 of 26, 88.5%. You're getting to the free throw line at will. Franz shoots six of them, I believe. Paolo shoots seven, goes six of seven. Franz goes six of six. Leading by example, getting to the free throw line, getting things going, and making your free throws. That's an area we want a guy like Paolo Bencaro, which we can talk about after the break. But that's an area you want him to improve in. And tonight he showed he's very capable of a six of seven from, from the free throw line, even when he can't really get it going offensively when it comes to scoring the basketball because he still had a good game, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk like individuals in a, in a moment mm-hmm. here. But just like from a team perspective, it's the first game of the year. You're playing a, a bad opponent you blow them out it's not like the magic necessarily played like a perfect game but i think what stands out to me is there's there's no red flags tonight like that's that's one thing you know there are maybe there are co- certain things that maybe we could have done a little bit better really from like individuals but as a team i don't i don't see any like glaring thing that was wrong tonight that like oh well sure you blew them out but it was like really because of this and you sort of got lucky like no one of the things about the nba is you need to beat the teams that you should beat that's been an issue for the magic for years is playing up and down the competition when a team comes into town that you should beat go ahead and blow the doors off of them like you did mm-hmm. against houston tonight so just one game but you you don't get to the playoffs, you know, un, until you start winning games. And can, we played one, we won one. We're we're good so far. Can I say something else? I'm gonna say something else. Please I, do. I I was not going to, but I'm going to now. I after the game, I was looking at like Twitter spaces, things like that. The Rockets are in a Twitter space, right? Rockets fans are all in a Twitter space, and there is this guy going just in on the magic and congrats you guys you know won the the opener blah, blah 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 we didn't just win the opener we we blew your doors into oblivion and beat you by 30 the largest home opener win in the history of the organization left you guys with tail between your legs wondering why you guys paid those guys the money you paid them and they're going to try to talk themselves into why they're rationalizing paying these guys. After watching tonight, I, yes, your team has to gel. They got to learn what they got to do. Van Vliet needs to get some more shots early. He did not in this game. He just was not shooting very much. They weren't finding him. Just blew the doors off you. So the Magic are here. And he said, you guys better be good this year. We're going to be good this year. I don't know what to tell you. We're we're going to be good. We're going to be much better than years past. It's going to be a lot of fun. I certainly hope so. Let's just talk about uh, uh, our patrons really, really quickly. So um, you guys are the reason that we're able to do stuff like what we did tonight, doing the podcast, doing the, the post-game live, doing the six-fan show. 
all of that is made possible like directly from the support of our patrons. So if you'd like to join our Patreon and, and help support the show um, in, in any way that you can, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Come and be a part of our, our community. Some of our tiers uh, have benefits like joining our, our discord community. Uh, we have monthly zoom calls where we just hang out with patrons and talk Orlando magic basketball. Sometimes we talk other stuff as well. Just try to have fun with that. Uh, but we also shout out our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons on each and every episode. So I'll go ahead and start with the Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Donkey Punch Dave, Paolo and Franz's Warmth, which, by the way, Paolo and Franz's Warmth is also a patron of Orlando Magic UK. And I was listening to their... <laughs> recent episode and they're reading off their patrons and he uses the same name Paolo and Francis warmth i was like you have got to be kidding me uh pierre a dylan holden mr mikey eduardo sanchez drum drum drummy drum drum danimal dodo 15 bobby skinner pv in the mix goatee 93 teddy sylvia eric lopez fuchsia juan gerardo bill fulton edmund lagone jose squealin destined for greatness caleb pete cannibalism time mr tv ESPN really sucks. Gear 95 Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Reek, and Shahen 177. Bulby the Dawn, Himlo, Ban Himro, RM Prop 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Spanking Season, Soft Taco, Fuego Nando, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampete, Random Hustle, Only Franz, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Currency Kev, Bruv Sal, Cason Green, Santi, Leon, and Kane Eckler. A big thank you to all of our patrons. If you want to join our Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Talking about individuals, Luke, I, I guess we'll really just start going through the the box score here. I feel like we've talked a, a good amount, you know, about Franz and the game that he played. Paolo Bancaro, looking at the stat sheet, like that's one of the first things that's going to jump out to you. You know, he only had 12 points on six field goal attempts, but was six of seven from the line. But I don't think like you, you can't look at Paolo's box score and really gauge his impact tonight, like 12 points but had five rebounds, five assists to one turnover and a steal and was also solid defensively. Like Paolo is recognizing like, hey, this team is loading up. Like they're not letting me get to the basket. Like they're double teaming him before he has the chance to get there. And he's doing exactly what he should in those situations. He's swinging the ball, finding the open man. And that's not always leading to an assist, but it's either leading to a hockey assist or it's leading to a really good look. Like almost every time Paolo got the ball in his hands, it was ending in a good look for the Magic. So I understand the concern being is how he didn't put up big scoring numbers in the preseason and now is you know, starting the year with just 12 points per game. But when teams realize that, look, we can't just load up on Paolo because these other guys are going to beat us, that's going to take some adjustment you know, from teams around the league but right now, they're saying we're not going to let their best player beat us. And I really think it's just going to be a matter of time until teams start to adjust to the fact that like, okay, well then Franz or Markel or Wendell or maybe Jalen or Cole or whoever, somebody else is going to kill you if you're devoting that much attention to Paolo, Luke. And it all goes into just how many players on this team had double digits or close to it in the points category tonight. But you load up on Paolo, Franz scores 19, Cole has 20, right? Like, 
we don't it it all goes back to what i was saying in the preseason if you can win games when your star player doesn't have high point totals then that is a good sign for your team you might be a good team if and that's what this team is continuing to show us mosley talks about it so much when he says we all know this is a team that is going to win and play by committee and everybody gets it and i think that is what is so special about paolo in year two already is that he doesn't feel like he has to force anything if it's not there he makes the right play you can't look at his 12 points and just say point blank, oh, Paolo must have had a rough game or Paolo had a mediocre game. He shot three of six from the field. It was his lowest field goal attempts in a game in a Magic uniform. And the Magic won by 30. It, it's a testament to this what are we team, doing man. Here? It, it's a testament to this team. Paolo understands. And guess what? There's going to be games where Franz Wagner scores 12 points Palo scores 19 20 whatever it might be heck at this point there might be a game where franz scores 10 Palo scores 10 but cole scores 35 these nights are going to happen it is one sample size and it is so hard to keep things in perspective when you only have one game to go off of but like i said your star player with 12 points and you win by 30 seems okay to me the sky's not falling if you would have told me before the game that Paolo scores 12 <laughs> points, I would have said we lost. Of course. Honestly. But, but, but you, you win by 30. Yeah. With but him then if I that. tell you he has five assists and five rebounds and one turnover and a steal, you might say, oh, maybe there was, maybe there's a chance. He well, just the did thing, the other things well. Yeah. The thing is, it, it, like, he was just taking what the defense gave him like there were mm -hmm. like maybe one or two opportunities that i felt like okay maybe he could have forced the issue a little bit but for the most part was just letting the game come to him and and sure maybe do you want to see him be a little bit more aggressive but i think it was in that second quarter where he did get a little bit more aggressive yeah he had six you know of, of his 12 points in the second quarter four or five at the free throw line like when he he sort of felt like the the offense was bogging down a bit, and he was like, "Okay, this this is the couple of minutes where I have to get a little bit more aggressive here," and did so in in getting to the free throw line. Yeah. But when you've got the second unit playing the way that they played, I'm trying to pull up you know their their you know, plus minus. So like Cole plus seventeen, Mo thirteen, Gary Harris eight, Joe Ingles nine, Jonathan Isaac ten, and then you got the third unit, and all of those guys were a plus nine. When you you've got that, like guys don't have to force the issue. Mm -mm. You're you're playing even with the starting lineup, or maybe you know a, a bit better, like they like they did for the most part. And then, man, the second and, and third units come in and just keep building on the lead. I I don't think that is something that can be overstated. Like we just haven't had that in so long. Like last year, what was the issue for so much of the season? From one, game to game, it was yeah. one lineup or the other. The starters mm -hmm. were awesome and the bench sucked, or the mm -hmm. starters sucked and the bench was awesome. We could never get everybody on the same page. We talked about that for weeks and weeks last year. And game one, this second unit is, is really still learning to gel. They talked about that in the, the presser, Cole and, and J.I., like the uh, potential that that unit has once they really start to figure each other out. 
and that's just going to be so much fun. Yeah, and you you got to look at you know we got to see instead of like platoon swaps, we actually got to see rotations tonight, and obviously Cole first man in first sub checks in for Suggs around like the little under six minute mark in that first quarter. And then shortly after Joe Ingles, Mo and Gary come in for Franz, Cal and Wendell. So then your lineup that you're looking at as your true like bench unit at that point is after Cole plays a little bit with the starters is Cole, Gary. Uh, well, Paolo was still in at this point, Cole, Gary, Joe Ingles, Paolo and Mo. And then two minutes left in the first J.I. comes in for Paolo. So, you know, then you have to end the quarter, Cole, Gary, Joe, J.I., and Mo. So you get a look at who are, what's the rotations going to look like, at least to start the year, and who's a part of it, right? Kind of went exactly what we thought it would be, especially based on preseason. A.B., Jet, Goga, all those guys being kind of the, the third string and coming in when the game's out of hand or if guys are you know out due to injuries, whatever it might be. But every unit showed a lot of promise. And I'm interested to see how they continue to play. Obviously, we're just going to want more and more and more the longer this season goes on because we just want to say like, okay, what's the, what's the mark? How many games, what's the sample size got to be for me to be like, okay, this team is actually really good and I can trust the starters, the bench down to the last guy on the bench that can get minutes in case of emergency. Get me through the road trip. That's, that's where I will like yeah. not totally draw a conclusion. Like if things are rough, mm-hmm. this is the thing. My positive bias will come through because if things are rough on the road trip, like I'll, I'll talk myself into it. Like, Oh, you know, it's just the start of, of the season. They're on the road, blah, blah, blah. They're playing good teams. If we have a good road trip and we come back and and we're like, you know, four and one or three and two after that, then I'm like, yeah, we're great. Like we're 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 incredible. What what was your uh, opinion on Jalen tonight? Speaking of confidence, I talked about it a little bit with Jonathan Isaac, but the dude just it didn't matter. That first three went in and it was like all bets were off. First three of the game goes in first points of the game for the magic and then it's just Jalen looking for a shot and don't get me wrong like there's gonna be points where where Jalen Suggs might irritate you some this year because you're like whoa 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 why is he taking that shot but I was comforted about it especially and I didn't really have too much of an issue with it to be honest with you I mean we're having fun this game's getting out of hand anyway that magic just dominating it from start to finish but jamal mosley talked about it you know he said we want him taking those shots and that tells me we've seen him make these shots we've seen him get in a groove and and you know he might not have been making them tonight but when he does it's going to be a a scary sight for other teams because jalen suggs has all the confidence in the world right now. We talked about his shift in perspective and how it seemed, he seemed very different at media day and talked about it outwardly about it. He shoots tied for the most field goal attempts tonight with Cole Anthony. He shoots three of 12, two of seven from three. 
and finishes with eight points and four rebounds. I mean, he's he's flying around, playing great defense as expected, but it's just going to be a little different. He's in the starting lineup now. He's trying to find his place, too, in that starting lineup. When do I go? When do I stop? Things that everybody in the starting lineup besides him got the opportunity to work the kinks out of last year. So we're just going to see him figure out this process. I think it's going to get better game by game. He's going to learn. He's going to have an efficient night. We don't need to hit the panic button. As long as he is still shooting, then I'm completely fine. Because there are times maybe when Jalen last year would have been ice cold and said, I'm just going to distribute and play defense. And tonight, he just kept throwing them up. And I was like, man, that that's what... That's what beginning of the season's for. You're in the starting lineup trying to find your way. I'm not concerned at all about Jalen Suggs. I think I loved really what I saw from him. He just has to make the shots. He's getting them. They're, he's creating space. He's open. Just got to get him to go down. Yeah, two of seven from behind the arc. There were, I think there were one or two that I, I wasn't really in love with. Yeah. But the rest were like, I mean, you've you've got the look. He's taken it like, you know, he wasn't thinking about it. I think that that is promising, but the results have to come. There were mm-hmm. a few others that were like off the dribble mid-range jumpers that we've seen him hit plenty of, like really improved last year in doing so. So like by no means like hit the the panic button. Right. But um yeah, like tonight it was a it was a stark contrast from what we've seen from him in the past, where it's like, I've got a little bit of daylight. This shot is absolutely going up. And I think that's coming from a confidence in the work that he put in over the summer. But at this point, like we need results. Like if, if that starting unit is going to be effective offensively long-term, he has got to be able to knock down those shots, especially when he's open. So mm-hmm. that's that's something that obviously you know we're, we'll continue to talk about you know as the the season goes on. But looking through the oh the other guy I wanted to talk about, Anthony Black. Anthony Black came in, played nine minutes, um, comes in, gets the the and one like the little floater like right away, and then has like back to back blocks. Uh, nice. The second one on Amen Thompson that was originally called the foul. The game is already out of hand at this point. I loved that. And the entire bench is up once they showed the replay in the arena, like calling for the challenge. Moe's calls timeout, gets the challenge. The bench erupts. The challenge is successful. And Anthony Black just looked so much more like composed and confident uh, in this game than any point that we saw him in the, the preseason. Like, this is the kid that we thought we were drafting. You know, yeah. and he looked just one game, nine minutes against the other teams, like third stringers. Mm-hmm. But man, he just looked so much better and more confident tonight. That was really encouraging. Yeah, I think a big part of it. I think obviously he settled. I mean, that's what the preseason's for. He's maybe settled in a little bit more. I'm sure he had still jitters, regardless. It's a you're, you know, technically NBA debut, but I, I it does help to come into the game when your team is up big. Like the other team, you're in because the other team waved the white flag, right? But I was really proud of his effort tonight. 
like you said, those two blocks were electric. And just getting to see everybody play in this game from 1 to 15, it was awesome. And especially, I'm sure, as like a coach, Jamal Mosley was ecstatic that all of his guys got some run tonight and that they put themselves in a position to do that. I think that should be the goal, right? Like that that should be the end goal is to just get as many reps as possible for A, B, and Jet, especially in that third unit because you're winning by so much. And that's like, I all, I ever since I've heard Phil say it like a while ago, he always says, you know, what do you say? Good teams are good in the clutch, but great teams avoid like close games basically is like the point of it. I butchered the saying, but the point stands like great teams avoid close games. The Magic avoided close games. We are seemingly one step closer to being the team that we want to be. And this was a great way to start it. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously I was talking to people outside of the game before the game and people were concerned about Anthony Black. And I'm like, hey, it's been five seconds. Like, let's <laughs> let's yeah. relax. So it was it was really um, great to to see the way that he was able to sort of set a little bit, uh, albeit game was already out of hand. You know, not much that he really had to worry about. Uh, but yeah, it was good to good to see Anthony Black uh, play pretty well. Hey, I want to let you know really quickly. One game in, the Magic are sixth in offensive rating, and they are first in defensive rating. Hey. Magic are the best team in the league. One game <laughs> in, folks. Let me go back to that. And net rating, okay. The Magic has the best <laughs> net rating in the league. One game in with a thirty point three net rating. Next are the Indiana Pacers at nineteen point seven. Okay, Magic one game in, best team in the league. Oh, they blew out like, the Wizards. Just the the vibes, man. Like I just let, let's talk about that just for another couple of minutes. Like it was just so it was so much fun. Like this was genuinely one of the most fun nights days of being a Magic fan that I can remember in a very 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 long time. Yeah, everybody's I, excited, and like tonight was like this is why we've been excited all off season. And guys, if there's ever a low point in this season, which there will be, <laughs> you could be a Wizards fan. My goodness. Jordan Poole tonight. I don't mean to take away from this moment, Jonathan, because I do want to talk about that again. Jordan Poole has 18 points on 18 shots tonight, and they lose by 23 to Indiana. So, One of my buddies in our fantasy basketball league, and Keith, if you're listening, he was like, I went into this draft with one player in mind, Jordan Poole. And I was like, why, bro? He is not like that. Like, sure, he can get super hot, but then he can have games like that. Dude, just incredible. Um, anyway, Back to the vibes. Yes, the vibes were awesome. And I like Gary just, Harris hit that three at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and we were yelling that the Magic were winning the championship. Yeah, you have to. I think it's fan law. And listen, if this road trip goes well, Jonathan... I feel bad for the Lakers coming to play. I am happy to, I'm going to be very interested. There will obviously be a decent amount of Lakers fans at that game. But if the Magic have a decent road trip, that home game. Come home 5 0 after beating the Lakers (laughs) on the road. If we're 5 0, the pants are coming off. But they, yeah, 5 0, I won't know what to do with myself. I don't know if I can handle that. 
But regardless, that first game back at Amway after the road trip, respectable. That's all I want on the road trip. That is going to be an electric Amway because people see the Magic win by 30 and then they're just itching to get back. Itching to find that feeling again or experience it for the first time. And I guarantee you that'll be experienced in that game against the Lakers because we should be competitive in this game. We expect to be competitive in that game. So if you have the opportunity to go to that game, go to that game and wave goodbye to the Lakers fans as they head for the exits when the Magic win by 20. You know? Sounds like a great deal to me. Something that drove me crazy tonight with like three or four minutes left, Mm -hmm. Magic fans were heading for the exits. Knock that crap off. Knock it off. Regardless. Like, stop. The extra five or ten minutes that you're going to save in traffic is not worth it. And you miss out on Anthony Black and Jen Howard playing in their debut. Jerks. Cole Anthony, after the game, he's like, man, it was so cool to actually have Magic fans in the building because he said... The last few years, we had God knows who's fans in this building, but it it wasn't Magic fans. So just like, oh, man, like this is what we've been waiting for. Like we've been waiting to get back to this point, like since Dwight left, where the team is good, where the city is excited about the team. And like, you know, we we were starting the let's go Magic chance, like, you know, on the concourse at Amway and, and down the escalator. and like. It's it's fun and it's cool to be a Magic fan again because the Magic are fun, the Magic are cool, and the Magic are going to be good. It's just it's Magic, fantastic. The Magic are good. We're back. We're we so are so back. back. We're so All back. Right. Friday in Portland. Portland lost uh, by 12 tonight to the Clippers. But from everything that I'm hearing about that game is is the game wasn't really that close. Mm-hmm. And looking at Portland, like even going back to the preseason, they won one game in the preseason, and it was against the New Zealand Breakers. They went one and three in the preseason. For the most part, tonight we're getting blown out by the Clippers. And now you've got the, you know, sixth offensive rating and the number one offensive ra- defensive rating and the number one net rating team coming to town in the Orlando Magic on Friday. Like should how Port- you, like should the Trailblazers even show up on Friday? I don't think so. And and how would you feel if uh in the, the season opener your thirty three million dollars a year man had uh four points and five fouls, DeAndre Ayton? Oh no. Yeah. He did have 12 rebounds, so good. To, he had one assist and three turnovers as well. How did Jeremy Grant do? I have Jeremy Grant. Uh, <laughs> 13 was all right. 13 I have points, three rebounds, one assist. Anthony um, Simons. Brogdon was the guy, reason. and Anthony Simons, they combined for 38. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, uh, we, let's just, honestly, we, we should beat Portland. We absolutely should beat Portland. You You should. You should, and I hope you do. Yeah, should absolutely beat Portland. But yeah, Luke, I think that's going to do it for for this. Like I this is going to be a night that I, I'm going to remember for a really long time. If you're in the building, I I think you will too. I hope it, the the fun came through on the broadcast. And let's just keep this going. Let's have a good road trip and then when the Magic come back, you know, next Saturday on the 4th 
to take on the Lakers. Let's let's make it a magic crowd, not a not a magic and Lakers or not a Lakers crowd. Like let's make that a magic crowd. That's what I'm hoping for, Luke. Yeah, absolutely. And for the last thing, leave you guys with this: Houston, the magic are a problem. I like it. I like it. You kind of stole. You that. like it because you okay. said it. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. That's fine. That that's that's great. All right. That is going to do it for this one. It's almost two a.m. We need to go to bed. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.